1: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Senior Director of Charts at Billboard. And I'm Katie Atkinson, Billboard's Deputy Editor Digital. Hello, Katie. Oh,
2: hey, Keith. How's it going? Not bad. about yourself? Oh,
1: you know, I'm okay. Uh, Anything happening in the world of... Poptasticness with Katie?
2: I thought we were going to get into the pop-tasticness in just a few minutes.
1: Oh, well, that's a segue. <laughs> well, because as always, I was expecting you to say, like, yeah, I saw this show over the weekend, or I just heard this new song, but I guess we'll save that for later. <laughs> because as always, this is terrible, the Billboard Pop Shop <laughs> Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts, in addition You can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we've got chart news about Juice
2: World, Maren Morris, and the new kids on the block.
1: Whoa. (laughs) whoa, whoa. We're rough. rough, rough. Uh, Plus, we've got an interview with Logan Henderson. After finding big chart success as a member of the pop quartet big-time rush, he's now making a name for himself on our tallies as a solo artist with his recent single, Pull Me Deep. He came by the office to talk about his upcoming EP, tour, and more, so stay tuned for that in just a bit.
2: But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, Visit billboard.com slash podcasts.
1: Let us speak of the charts. Let's talk charts. First, we've got a brand new number one album on the Billboard 200 as Juice World's Death Race for Love debuts atop the list. It's the first number one for the rapper after a pair of top tens last year. And the set drives in with 165,000 equivalent album units earned in the U.S., in the week ending March 14th, according to Nielsen Music. Now, streaming drove a significant portion of that sum. Duh, because Mm -hmm. hip-hop and streaming go together like chocolate and peanut butter. With the set snaring 176.44 million on-demand audio streams for its tracks in its debut week. Just rolls right off the tongue, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. That is the the biggest streaming week for an R&B or hip-hop album this year. And uh, the second biggest streaming week overall for any album this year next to ariana grande's thank you next which racked up 307 million streams in its first week
2: you know, it probably has everything to do with him being on the cover of Billboard magazine Most the likely. week before, too. Um, <laughs> y- yes,
1: I, we didn't. It's 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 coincidence that it worked out that way. <laughs> we didn't put him. It's not like he was just like, "Hey, if you do the cover, we'll put you on that number no, one." Oh
2: God, that's not what I'm insinuating. I'm more saying like all that exposure he got for being on the cover right? of Billboard magazine. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> Who is this Juice World? I think I'll
1: buy that album. Who is this Juice World gentleman? <laughs> now that I've seen him on the cover of Billboard, right? I feel like we have some decent you know permeage permeage is that a word permeation like
2: permeation is that yeah Yeah, like we have a good reach permutation nope
1: (laughs) all right next up also on the billboard 200 Marin morris debuts at number four with her new album girl the set is morris's highest charting album yet and she notches some pretty big streaming numbers for a country act as well so the album actually earned 23.96 million on-demand audio streams for its songs in its first week now that marks duh, 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 hmm. number one the largest debut week streaming sum for a country album by a female artist number two the largest streaming week for a country studio album by a woman and three the largest Opening streaming week for any country album in 2019. Go, Marin. Yeah.
2: So, like, <laughs> we were just talking with Juice World. Obviously, hip-hop has been king when it comes to streaming. But are we seeing more acts, like, across genres, sort of post-bigger figures? I know, you know, we reported on Ariana Grande her album being, like, a massive, huge success for pop music yeah. and streaming. So, so what's happening,
1: Keith? I f- it feels like... It feels like... The non-rap genres are maybe starting to catch up a little bit now. I mean, I have a theory about that. Oh, tell me.
2: It's just like the world is catching up with streaming,
1: yeah. right? It's like the early adopters were clearly the young people who are the hip-hop fans, right? Weird that young people clearly don't seem to like pop music.
2: I mean, I, I don't think they don't like pop music. Maybe they don't like it in... Like, I think that pop is more spread out across the ages you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so it's like we know pop is obviously popular but it's like maybe a mom driving her kid to daycare likes it just as much as a teenager whereas uh, hip hop is, is so pretty core. exclusively young and a little bit older than than young
1: <laughs> so so like like five sauces 5 seconds of summer's you know young blood was a huge hit on pop radio and then it became a huge hit on adult pop radio as well adult contemporary so its fans were across all sorts of demographics Mm -hmm. because that's the nature of what pop music is Mm -hmm. it's just popular yeah but it was popular with older people younger people you know people from cities people from little towns you could say the same for country music well you know so conversely like maybe certain kinds of hip-hop juice world and gonna and little baby and you know appeal strongly to a very youthful streaming savvy audience mm-hmm. that doesn't totally explain drake but i guess because drake is core hip-hop young people but also with everyone else at the same time exactly. and that's why his numbers are so historic at streaming
2: it probably also just show i mean hip-hop is just crazy popular right now like yeah. period but it, it really really you know um what's the word i'm looking for uh condensed popularity in younger early adapters of streaming.
1: I think uh, Marin's debut gives us hope that streaming isn't just a rap thing and, you know, that other genres are catching up. Um, Notable fun fact here. um, We talked about Ariana Grande's Thank You Next, which had a, you know, a big week earlier this year, and it continues to have incredibly great streaming weeks week after week, even after its debut frame. But in its first week, it earned 307 million streams for its songs on the album. So... That actually, that Thank You Next is actually the only album among the top 30 streaming weeks uh, that is not a rap album. Okay. So, like, if if I have a ranked list of, like, all the top 30, like, biggest streaming weeks, like, Drake Scorpion is number one, and, you know, Ariana's in the top 10, and she is the only she is the only pop album, or the only non-rap album in the top 30. Yeah. But, now that, I mean, Maren Morris is, like, nowhere near any of this, but... Right. It I think you know for artists like Marin Morris or like Thomas Red or Kane you know, Brown Kane Brown that skew a little bit younger yep I think that you know will tell us something in the future definitely and we've now rambled a bit <laughs> well now it's time for our interview with Logan Henderson he came by the office uh, recently uh, last week in fact if you're listening to the show in its freshest state uh, to chat about what it's been like striking out uh, as a solo artist after his success as part of the group Big Time Rush. Uh, what it's been like to see you know his first taste of the Billboard charts as a solo artist with his recent single Pull Me Deep which hit our pop songs airplay chart um, he talked to us about his upcoming new EP, how he's been inspired by the likes of Donny Hathaway and D'Angelo uh, his tour with Jake Miller lots of stuff, lots of stuff so take a listen to our interview with Logan Henderson You pull me deep
0: both feet I will drown for your love and what's wrong with me don't
1: wanna Welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. Logan Henderson, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Um, you know, Pull Me Deep became your first solo hit on our pop songs airplay chart recently. Uh, how did it feel to see the song find success on Top 40 Radio and, of course, on our charts?
0: Yeah, um, you know, that was really cool. I think, because um, even with Back My Tongue, I'm not, I'm not so sure like how we did Billboard-wise, but... Um... Yeah, I th- you know, "Pull Me Deep" is one of my favorite songs, and it was a song that I had not felt like I had done before. It was one of those like once I once we got done with it, I was like, I don't have one of these, and I've, I've really been kind of looking for it. I love that like classic take on. It has like a little, it's it's a pop song, it's a pop record, but it has that good like neo soul type of vibe to it. And so, I, growing up listening to like Donny Hathaway mm-hmm. and. D'Angelo like that's the like it, it kind of like made me excited to try to channel some of that but it was yeah I, I love that it I had great success and people are still uh still love it and still still seeing it so it's nice to see that
2: and <laughs> we were wondering like when you were making it did you did it you just said that the sound felt different but did it feel like this is really I feel like this might connect with people you know did you have that feeling
0: I was hoping so I, I was hoping that it it had uh an impact with other people as like like it did on me yeah um it was an important record for me uh just to kind of like, I guess people were like, what's the song What's the song about? Like, who's the record about? And truthfully, it really wasn't about any one person. It was more of like a kind of note to myself to kind of take down some of those emotional walls mm. and to kind of let yourself fall in love again and, and get lost with someone. So it was more of kind of an encouragement piece for You're me. You were
2: talking to yourself. I was, yeah. <laughs> it was
0: kind of like, you know what, you can do this. Like, if you want to find love, then sometimes you just kind of have to let go.
1: It's the personal pep talk record, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> you got this. <laughs>
2: um, it's cool you mentioned, um, Donnie Hathaway and D'Angelo, too. Um, you know, is that is that a vibe that you've been looking for for a while? Like, cause since you said you listened to them growing it's up, it's music
0: I grew up with. Yeah. So, uh, whenever I first moved to LA, uh, I was always singing and songwriting, but I didn't really know how to use my voice like I wanted to. So, I, I got with um, someone in Santa Monica who kind of just showed me everything old
1: like a vocal coach a vocal oh, coach okay. yeah
0: and really more of just like an overall like coach in life you know like well, a, a music, music education a, a, <laughs> absolute music education <laughs> yeah. and just like how you feel music and and how you how you can see music and it before it was very kind of uh mechanical and mm-hmm. um i kind of lost all that and she was just like you need to listen to the good stuff and yeah. so
1: that's that's what that's what I did for years. That's awesome. So now, now, do you have like a turntable at home with a bunch of old vinyl on it? Is that not, like how far have Not we've quite, not <laughs> quite, but
0: they do. I, I go and hang out there all the time, but it's a, it's a family of musicians and songwriters, and um, yeah, I love them dearly. Wow.
2: And do you think Pull Me Deep kind of gives fans a good idea of what the EP itself is going to sound like?
0: Uh, I think it, in some ways, there's, there's a couple records that kind of um, go off of Pull Me Deep, and I think maybe overall, just for me, it was something that Felt like this is real music. It doesn't have a bunch of uh, shiny stuff attached. It is very minimalistic, and um, in, in that in that sense, um, that's what I kind of wanted people to gather from it. So whether or not it completely describes part two, uh, I'm not sure. But there there are hints that we'll you'll start seeing
1: more and more of. Okay. I was gonna say you you just said part two, so I'm assuming that well, because your last EP was Echoes of Departure and the Endless Street of Dreams Part 1. So you did it. is this going to be literally that same title Part 2? It is, yeah. Okay. Nice. Was it was it always conceived as like sort of this two-part project or is it like a five-part project and we're only on
0: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Again, I think Part 1 and Part 2, they're both very it's it's very emotional. Um sonically, I think some of it gets um to, to be pretty heavy, but I think as like a first Part of music, I kind of wanted to show that emotional side. I think I've been attached, you know, with BTR for so long. Um, big
1: Time Rush. Yes, Big Time Rush, <laughs> and
0: and a lot of just like really straight up pop records. And so I did. I wanted to show a different side of me. It was important to to kind of do that. But um, yeah, I, uh, part part two is definitely. It, it was always supposed to be kind of like a part two. Mm. After I started making more records, I was like, these these kind of belong. But it's it is very much of like a little bit of a departure right from even part one so um a lot of it is the same subject matter but from different points of view
1: did you um did you have like you know was pull me deep recorded at the same time as the songs on the first part or was that did you sort of consciously think like okay that is this one cohesive bit now let's move on to the next segment of songs you know what i mean
0: yeah it's kind of a mix and match okay. really some of them have have been recorded a year ago but mm. To get it right and to kind of see where it's placed, I, th- I think sonically the part two is definitely a little bit more. Um, I, yeah, it's, a, it's it's a it's a completely different mood. So I think I was trying to place everything where it where it needed to go, and so part one felt a little bit more like that belonged to to each other that that group of work, and then part two, of course, has its own has its own vibe. Do we know when the EP might be coming out? EP should it's I think right after tour which I should have some of those things before, but, I, you know. And in Late spring, early summer, maybe. Absolutely, yeah. I always, and like, throw maybe in there because, you know, don't you hold them know. to a month
1: because things I'm the things worst with that. Change. I'm a
0: perfectionist, and so people are like, okay, you said you were going to have the song out. I'm like, still working on no,
1: it. No, things happen. I mean, you, you I,
0: really have to kind of, like, kick my ass in order for the music <laughs> to come out because I, I sit with things for so long, and, and I, I get lost in my head. I'm just thinking, like, even some of my favorite artists had trouble kind of releasing and, the music and doing some of that stuff, but I, I I've made a conscious effort to get the music out and just just be happy with it.
2: And you mentioned it's coming out uh, probably after tour. Does that mean that people might get a few tastes of things? On Absolutely. Tour? yeah,
0: there'll be singles released up until that point. Okay. Mm-hmm. and that's I, we didn't do that with part one, and I, I really want to do it with part two.
2: Yeah, we heard you have a, another single, Waiting in the Wings. It um, is. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I want to. Okay. Yes. So um, what What? vaguely can you tell us about that? It is uh, it called... Is a song. There is music. There might there be lyrics. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Instruments. Um, I, I will be singing. Um, it might be you. It might actually be you singing. <laughs> yes. uh, it is. It is actually going to be me. Um, Into the World is what it's called. Ooh. Cool. Yeah. Um,
1: you Sounds know, I, ominous or
0: not <laughs> yeah i guess it, it, it can but no it's definitely not set up for that it's it's a very sweet song i haven't really done a proper ballad and that was um i think this is kind of like my first proper ballad that people get to see hmm. um are here and I, I, it's it's a really special one i have been watching um on netflix into the fucking world oh have you i've seen that? seen that no okay it's a really cool hold for water break <laughs> um it was it's a it's a really cool i just kind of it, t- it touched me it was just a really interesting um thing and i binge watched it cuz it's only like 20 minutes or so okay. hmm. and so i watched the whole first season and i came to the studio the next day and i was like something really cool about this these characters and the way that they belong to each other um and so that's into the world is kind of like um, that really tough relationship that you guys are at each other and you guys know how to get under each other's skin and you know it's just like there's some days that are just really really bad but at the very end of the day that's the one person that you'd have by your side
1: when it comes down to it you love them no matter what yeah at the end of the world it'll just be the two of you absolutely (laughs) maybe (laughs) if one of you hasn't aggravated the other one exactly I know Perhaps I don't know. Um, well, you've been releasing solo material for a bit now, um, but a lot of folks first became aware of you as a quarter of Big Time Rush, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, you know, just just that little band. <laughs> here we're in. Um, you know, what's it been like, sort of carving out your own solo career, you know, away from the group? Because it's been it's been a moment. It's been a number of years, but absolutely. Um, obviously, things are very different. So, what's it been like, just sort of being like solo? on her uh, own yeah, in the wilds
0: <laughs> interesting i mean i i love it for for me like even doing the band i had made music before that and so i always kind of you know working working with a whole group of guys is it's very interesting there's a lot of different personalities and a lot of stuff that we went through i mean years of stuff that um it, it gets hard to even almost talk about just people would not understand
1: like all kind the stuff of, that you went through in such like a crazy, extreme situation. Yeah. Um,
0: it, it's so different. Uh, again, I wouldn't be anywhere if I didn't have that first. I mean, the, the kinds of things that you learn and the kind of things, the experiences that you go through have absolutely set me up to this point. Uh, and I'm thankful for every single one of them because everything was necessary in order for me to do what I'm doing now. It's like
2: it, artist boot camp. It, yeah. it really was. <laughs> it
0: was like you learn... I mean, just the type of people that, that we worked with and the caliber of people that we worked with, it's just... Um, pretty incredible and to have people teach you things at such a young age and and um get to see how how real successful artists work you know whenever we're going in with ryan tedder and and him talking about you know at the time he was making those records for adele Mm. and us being able to record in the same place and and him teaching us things about music and songwriting was just like
1: those are experiences that i could never forget yeah so is it comparably now obviously does it seem more difficult does it seem more freeing is like what adjectives would you describe your sort of solo endeavors now as compared to what it was like being in the group yeah
0: difficult and freeing are two great words (laughs) I wasn't trying to put words in your mouth no 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 absolutely no that's it really is I mean that um it is absolutely um amazing to be able to kind of really do my own thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's amazing how, how many things we're taking care of, you know, being yeah. a part of such a big project. And a lot of things that I had just not thought about. So the things that I'm thinking about now is like every little aspect of a song about how we present the information about what stuff looks like, um, how it all ties into together. I mean, this is, I think, why I get no sleep now. It's all you. It's all me. Yeah. It's, and it's things what that. What interviews to do.
2: Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> totally. This one. Yeah. Billboard. <laughs> <laughs> Only billboard.
0: It's um, very kind of you. Oh, I love Not you guys. Because we're here in the room or anything. No, <laughs> oh, I love you guys. And you said you have snacks. So, of yeah. course. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we bribed we you always with, get food. with the <laughs> Absolutely. Um, it, it is so difficult. There are so many different aspects that I never even took into account, but um, again, that's exactly why all this stuff is so personal, and uh, I've, there's a level of connection now, even with the music, and even with me as a human being, and with the fans, um, there's something so uh, beautiful about the whole process, uh, things that I had not even done before, so now it's, it's something, it's opened up a whole new, um, a whole new world.
2: All That's very exciting. Yeah. I know, right? Break
0: into Aladdin. Hey, Break it's coming me. out soon. Uh,
1: yeah, yes. I, I mean, there, there's still room. You can maybe get on the soundtrack. True. <laughs> Just call up Disney. Absolutely. Um, do you still keep up with the guys in the group? Do you guys, like... See each other? See each other every so often, or... You
0: know, I was... Yeah. Uh, I hadn't talked to James and Carlos in quite some time, but, um, you know, everybody's, everybody's very much living their own life. Um, but I saw Kendall recently. Uh, in fact, I was going through kind of a tough time, so uh, he... You know, he's always been a great friend, and to, to be able to still go over and and kind of have somebody there for you um, that you that you don't completely hate. I hear all the like the worst <laughs> horror stories from people in bands that can't get along or right. whatever. But um, you know, I consider him one of my one of my you know best friends, and so um, yeah, I, st- I still keep up with him. We actually are working on new music, um, which is kind of cool. Is he going to be
1: on
2: the
0: EP? He is not going to be on the EP, um, but I, I, for the next. Part of music, which I'm already kind of getting started on. Uh, I, I would like him to to be a
1: part of it. Absolutely, wow. that's still cool. one half of BTR. I know, right? <laughs> Back together, yeah. This is reunion. Everybody the brothers. That is United not. The, I know. Jones actually, when you
2: mentioned Ryan Tetter I'm like, he has the number one song in the country because like "Sucker" just. Oh, I didn't know he did that. It debuted yeah. at number one today,
1: and he co-wrote it. It's very good. Well, they're yeah. brothers. They'll always be with each other. It's. You know, that's I mean, different. Well, just because you're siblings doesn't mean you have to. Like this one is another. A
2: my <laughs> husband. When I told him that they broke up, he's like, "How do they break up? They're yeah, right? See a dinner. Yeah, exactly.
1: See a Christmas. I mean, there was a lot of animosity and acrimony in the Jackson family. Yeah, totally. Yeah, like Jermaine left the group and he came back and boy now we're just falling into <laughs> a rabbit hole yeah, right um
2: we mentioned earlier that you are going on tour yeah. um with jake miller and just seconds apart you start on april 11th and you continue through may 17th yeah um what have you done to prepare so far where are you in like rehearsals etc absolutely nothing. really <laughs> uh cool. no you know what <laughs> well, you guys are in for a treat because
0: man. i've been on the road for the last year yeah exactly enjoy <laughs> um, no me and my guitarist and, and the other people um that I work with, we've been on the road for like the last year and a half, so we very much kind of already know what we're gonna do. Mm-hmm. Um, rehearsals will start pretty soon, and um, the show's gonna be amazing. So yeah, don't don't let that throw you yeah. off. It's <laughs> that, it's gonna be really good. But again, we've worked with each other for so long that we kind of know what's going on yeah. and what we want to hear out of out of the set. And um, Jake Miller has has a great song right now um, that's doing well. And um, I mean, he's he's put out so many bodies of work. I mean, yeah, he's yeah. been around. Uh, I mean, he's. Um, just a great guy all around. So I'll be very excited to kind of um, see him on stage.
1: Are you going to be playing songs that you haven't played live before? On some this tour? of them, some of them are going to be brand new. Cool. Which, which, yeah, I'm excited about. So it's
0: nice to do that even before the music is released because you really get to see what people gravitate towards. Yeah, so yeah. I know "End of the World" I played a few times before, and it's always like, when is this coming out? So to know that there's kind of demand for a song that hasn't been released yet, it's pretty neat. Also, it kind of puts me in a high gear. Like, better get this out. So if people
1: see you on the first date of the tour, they are going to see songs perform that you've never performed live before. Correct. Correct. Well, that's exciting. That's incentive to go. Yeah, absolutely. and then you
2: actually wrap the tour up at the El Rey Theater, which is literally across the street from this office. Yeah, so yeah, exactly, you have no excuse now. Yeah, exactly. If you guys <laughs>
0: don't make it over there, then we're not friends. <laughs> the guilt, the guilt. Yeah. Um, no, but, El Rey's cool. I've never performed oh, yeah. there, which is weird. Like we've we've kind of done a little bit of everything. I've been in the Staples, but not still not El Rey. And so I've I've always wanted to perform there, and that's going to be a great way to end it all. It's a really cool venue. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, Do you have plans after that as far? I mean, we obviously talked about the fact that your EP is going to come out. uh, But what else? Are you thinking in the future past that tour?
0: Yeah, well, I've already – hopefully there will be more touring. I don't want to be done. Europe would be a really cool place Mm. to kind of get into. So um, we'll see about that. And then I'm going to be in the studio. Uh, I already kind of have my vision for the next (laughs) – the lights literally that, just went. That cut you guys off? No, 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 we're oh, fine. Okay.
2: No, the lights just went off. We're in the office.
0: Yeah, this is moody. Yeah, Where this is nice. It
2: it's so all the lights are on. I though. mean uh... <laughs>
1: We but, must have been motionless, but right, I don't know why. Right? Anyway, so we'll do this still. in the dark. We'll that's do okay. It. It's called, it's called an intimate <laughs> podcast with <but> Logan yeah, <laughs> Right. Just to set the mood. So you were yeah, saying that you're going to spend time in the studio. I'm assuming that's part 3 maybe? Not no? part 3. Okay. It's <laughs> going to be a complete
0: it, it, because part 1 and part 2 are it's its very own thing and I kind of I'm I'm treating it like its own story. So this the the next one that I have and already the mood that I'm in is is going to be very different from what people hear on part 1 and part 2. Hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I know. I have a question. Just out of this. I have an answer, probably. <laughs> well, not to belabor the Big Time Rush thing, but do you do any of the Big Time Rush songs in your own show? You know, I, ha- I have not. Up until recently, I started doing an acoustic version of uh,
0: Music Sounds Better, mm. which was a Tether thing while we are over on mm. that. Yeah. Um, he had done that, and we have just... The actual recorded version is so cool, but there's something that you get out of the acoustic that mm. is completely different, and um, I- I've been playing that a little bit. Yeah, and you fun. can make it your own like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. On it. Yeah, and, and again, like some of the songs that I've written that I just have completely forgotten about. Like, oh, I wrote that? I was like, <laughs> I, was like I like this record. This <laughs> That's one's how actually busy not- you were. <laughs> yeah, right? No, but um, so I, I'm thinking about kind of bringing a couple of things back. It's it's very much like a trip down memory lane. I know people love it, and
1: I love it too. It's funny when you when you've said that about, you know, oh, I wrote this. It's like when, like as fans... Like, if you're, like, a fan of an artist, like, you probably have this. Like, yeah. you have your own favorite artist. Absolutely. And you know all their songs. And, like, you know which album came out when. And, like, no, that came out in the spring of, like, 2003 and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You ask the artist if they can remember all this stuff. They generally yeah. won't. Oh, like, absolutely. Like, do you remember, like, when the, well, the Right, thousands first- of songs. No. And not yeah.
0: everyone is... Not everyone is gonna come out the way that you want it. It's not, they're not all gonna be great. Just gonna say it. I have a couple <laughs> that are show, and I'm like, ah, I could have done better on that. Or mm. it just sometimes the way that it works out. But there's so many songs, yeah, you start to lose
1: track of kind of what what you wrote sometimes yeah. <laughs> luckily you have a fan base that will remember that for exactly. you exactly whenever I mess He'll up a lyric they are that and they're like, uh-uh. it wasn't it <laughs> it's, like, it's like hey guys when did this come out yeah right like, should I be on wiki right now should I <laughs> you don't even, sit down just go home Stop. Okay, we'll sing it go home Logan <laughs> go home well this has been great um, thank you for coming in. Absolutely. Uh good luck with the tour yes. and part two and the new single yeah, and all the everything. Music. I know. And uh we look forward to seeing you across the street just yeah. like, you know, <laughs> in a few months. Absolutely. All right, thank,
2: thank you. you. Thank you. Thanks again to Logan for dropping in and good luck on the road this year. And we're looking forward to hearing more new music from you. Yeah.
1: He it was, it was, it was a lovely guy. Oh, he's so nice. Yeah. Come on by anytime. Mm-hmm. And now, let's do the chart stat of the week. 30 years ago this week, the new kids on the block were riding high in the top 10 on the Billboard Hot 100 with You Got It, parenthetical, The Right Stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, though I just call it like the right stuff, the right stuff. Yeah. Baby. Love the way you turn me on. Correct. I've heard you say that all the time. All that (laughs) I needed was you. Um, the single peaked at number three on the Hot 100 dated March 11th, 1989 and spent five weeks in the top 10, including the week of March 18th, 1989, where it ranked at number nine, hence the 30 years ago this week. Indeed. Indeed the right stuff was the second single from the vocal quintet's second album hangin tough which not so coincidentally re-enters the billboard 200 chart this week thanks to its 30th anniversary reissue how cute funny this was actually started off as a chart news bit at the top of the show but I'm like you know that's actually kind of a chart stat kind of a chart study thing <laughs> so here we are um hangin tough uh, the album which uh, was bolstered with some you know new bonus tracks and some newly recorded songs re-enters the billboard 200 this week at number 18 its first visit to the chart since way back in February of 1991 <laughs> uh the album was released in 1988 Debuted on the chart in August of that year, and then hit number one on the Billboard 200 chart dated September 9th, 1989. It just took a leisurely pace to get to number one. It spent two weeks at number one. Notably, Hangin' Tough was actually the New Kids' second album, but its first to debut on the list. Uh, Their self titled effort was released in 1986 gosh that's it's hard to think 1986 uh Uh, yeah I'm not even sure if Joey was born yet
2: I mean I hate saying things like this because my interns do it to me all the time you weren't born yet
1: old but I was four you're four (laughs) so you weren't you, you you missed the new kids mania I
2: did my my dad actually brought home a new kids sleeping bag when I was probably six or seven and I was like annoyed with him because I'm like, I don't even understand why girls like this music because I was so little. I didn't understand that they were cute. So, I was just thought it, they sucked. <laughs> so, so like when
1: you were six or seven, you got a sleeping bag with the new kids on it. That would have made you like in 1988 or 89. Mm-hmm. Did you even like music really? Oh, I loved music. I was obsessed with Paul Abdul, Tiffany, Madonna. Oh, oh, you already moved on mm-hmm. from Tiffany and Debbie. Whitney
2: Houston. I Janet. loved well Debbie Gibson I loved too. Um, I never had a Tiffany album or anything, she but was I, like 87, 86, 87 Debbie Debbie Gibson I had, or De- yeah I had her. Um, what was the one? Oh, uh, Electric Youth. Mm-hmm. I had that cassette. Loved it. But New Kids, I was like, get out of here, boys. Hmm. And then and then I became a massive NSYNC fan. And then looking back, like you know, decades later, I'm like, oh, New Kids were pretty good. <laughs> now now they're pretty good. <laughs>
1: Well, so their self titled effort was released in 1986, but it didn't actually make the Billboard 200 until August of 1989 Mm. when New Kids Mania was in full swing. So there you have it. 30 years ago this week, the New Kids were riding high in the top 10 on the Hot 100 with the right stuff. Don't die, Keith. From their album, Hangin' Tough, which returns to the Billboard 200 this week. Hang Tough, Keith. Alrighty, righty. <laughs> Whoa. <coughs> <laughs> I'm rough. Rough. Uh, rough.
2: Okay, so what song should we go out on? Oh, man. We've mentioned a lot of things.
1: A new kid song? Um, yeah, let's do a new, new kid song. Well, we already would have heard uh, Hangin' Tough and The, uh, right, the stuff. right Stuff. So then
2: the, what's the, um, their other number one? I'll Be Loving You Forever. Sure. Just like I said, I'll be loving NSYNC forever. See you next time. Bye. <laughs>